Hey everyone, we're back with another week of Find Your Film. This is, I believe, episode 112 of Find Your Film. So this is our 112th episode. Usually our episodes are about 75 to 80 minutes, but the problem is my my bus prod plan, I, I, I'm not good with math. We have 30, 30, 38 minutes to actually get in everything that we want to say about cinema, El Cinema, or La Cinema, or The Cinema this week, April. Can we do it, Bruce Perky? Bruce Perky, a.k.a. Knight of the Perkler. Can we actually do it this week in 38 minutes? Can you do it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, Bruce is trying to be. Yeah. The last last week, Bruce was doing these one one note answers to be you know humorously snide to me. This one is actually one of brevity. So thank you for that, Eric Holmes. What do you think? Are we get, gonna make it under thirty eight minutes or maybe thirty two minutes? Because I, I might put in the trailers. Who knows? You you ready? Agreed. Agreed. Okay. So you know what? I I, I actually think Eric Holmes and Bruce Perky are actually <laughs> staging some kind of boycott standoff, and they may not even talk or speak this entire episode. I might be the only person on an island. Speaking of which, there's something about an island that that is really interesting regarding one of these movies, and I think we might talk about it in a spoiler, a special spoiler episode of Find Your Film regarding this movie called Petite Maman. So. Eric Holmes, that was your idea. Why did you want to talk about spoilers? Uh, do you think it's just necessary? It's just that. Um, I I don't know this movie. The movie's very short, um, like this episode should be, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I I don't know what we can give away and what we can't. And just to be safe, I'd say probably not speak much about it. But there's a lot to talk about, especially about the end. And I, I just say, I think it'd be a good spoiler. Like, you know, go out, watch a movie and then, uh, and then listen to us, uh, ramble on about the, about the ending and the spoilers. Well, Bruce Perky, we're going to actually release the Petite Maman Find Your Film episode for spoilers. Do you think it's value added as far as spoilers goes regarding this 72 minute plus movie? I think so. I think people who do watch the movie will have questions or at least want to hear what other people's take on that movie is so um yeah i think so okay very very cool and you know what here's the thing i actually made an executive decision i'm not the executive of the three each of us have an, an equal part but i like to be the one front and center because i do stupid things you know what if we go overboard we go a little bit overboard eric holmes if you decide to go 41 minutes i will pay the extra 50 to 60 cents you know what we're, we're gonna go I was going to say we're going to go balls out. I, I think I, I can't oh, say that. I you can't didn't say, tell me that. Let me take my pants off. <laughs> right. I can't say that on Cinematics with Anderson Cowan, but I think I can say balls out. We're going to go balls out with this episode. We're going to be as quick as possible. But again, if we don't hit the 38-minute mark, that's fine. I just want Eric Holmes and Bruce Perky to say more than yes and agreed. <laughs> agreed, guys? Bruce, you agree? <laughs> agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're going to go, we're going to count on a bunch – we have two featured movies. We have a rewind on this Johnny Depp film. Actually, Johnny Depp has been on the stand all week, so we don't even want to talk about that. We want to talk about his cinema work. Bruce Perky was 50% finished with Minamata last week. This movie is currently, I believe, on demand. Eric Holmes actually watched Minamata as well. They're going to talk about that movie, whether it's worth actually a purchase or rental. And then I guess Bruce and Eric, they're also going to talk very quickly regarding Swiss Army Man. And we're going to close with a box movie, which I did not see called Night of the Juggler. But first, let us start with this movie called The Duke. It's directed by late filmmaker Roger Michel. Roger Michel, you might know him from one of my all-time favorite movies. that I've Actually, the one movie I've seen the most is Notting Hill. That was directed by Roger Michel. Eric and Bruce, do you know any of Roger Michel's previous movies other than The Duke? Uh, just of uh, Notting Hill. And apparently he died recently. Yeah, uh, he died He died last year, I believe. Yeah. He died last so year. This was R his last R. movie. R.I.P. 
R.I.P. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you never saw Changing Lanes with Ben Affleck or Samuel L. Jackson. Have you ever? Oh, he did that. I I did see that. I I like that one. I I haven't seen Notting Hill. Right. Okay. So we're going to be talking about Roger Michelle's career as well. During. Oh, you haven't. Wait. Wait. You said you haven't seen Notting Hill. I have not seen Notting Hill. I have seen Changing Lanes. Okay, Bruce. Regarding Roger Michelle, are you uh, are you a fan of his work? Do you are you familiar with his stuff before the Duke? I have not seen Notting Hill. I have seen Changing Lanes. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Changing Lanes. Well, but, but you, you know what? We might have to when we do the Dean Coons Wallet Watch again in about three months. I, I'm going to tell you right now, my pick will be Notting Hill, and well, my my last pick was Sweet Smell of Success. But I believe whose turn is it in in May? It is Bruce's. It's going to be your turn, Bruce, on, in May. So you're going to keep that under wraps, I guess, until the first week of May regarding our Dean Coons Wallet Watch, where we'll. Oh, you know what? It, you already divulged it. It's Rosemary's Baby, right? Sorry. Rosemary's Baby, folks, because I haven't seen Rosemary, Rosemary's Baby yet. And Bruce Perky is making me watch the Roman Polanski film for the first time. I'm sure, Eric Holmes, you've seen Rosemary's Baby how many times? Uh, I think once, a long time ago. Oh, so this will be this will be cool for you because you'll get to see it again. Yeah. See if, whether you I'm, I'm not I'm not that big I'm not a big Roman Polanski guy. Um, even beyond the the bullshit that he did. Oh, right, uh, right. Yeah. Just, yeah, uh, you've done a big in Chinatown. You know, you know, you, you know Ch- it. Chinatown was all right. I saw the what, what was the one with the, the the guy from Boogie Nights. Uh, Boogie Nights. Uh, Mark Wahlberg. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm Mark, gonna stand around forever. It's all right, Mark Wahlberg. What? No, uh, uh, John, John C. C. Riley and Christoph Waltz. Carnage. Carnage. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did like Carnage. That, I believe that's called Carnage. Is it called Carnage? I forgot. Yeah, yeah but it, okay, okay. That's it. yeah. Kate Winslet. Yeah, I haven't seen that. As but I do like a lot of his. The pianist, Bruce. You've seen the pianist. Do you like that as well, Adrian Brody? Pianist is good. I like his um, apartment. Trilogy. Penis is great. Yeah, penis okay. is great. Um, <laughs> I like uh, <laughs> the Tenant. If you've never seen the Tenant, yes, that's great. Very creepy. Very creepy. Uh, oh, you like Tenant? I thought you hated that. <laughs> yeah, I like I like the tenant. Yes, I do. The, it came yeah, out a couple Bruce years ago. Likes the tenant. Do not yeah, confuse the that with tenant, the one that Christopher Nolan did. Yes, do <laughs> yeah, not do not confuse it. the tenant by Polanski with tenant directed by Christopher Nolan. So, anyways, regarding the Duke directed by Ro- the late Robert Michelle, it's a true story on this guy named Kempton Bunton. It's 1961, and he is a 60 year old taxi driver. He is accused of stealing Goya's portrait of the Duke of Wellington from the National Gallery in London. That is a premise of the movie. Throughout the film, there's there's a little bit of a trial court drama kind of thing, but most of the movie, it, it gets us into the lives of Kempton Bunton and his family. His wife is played by Helen Mirren. He has a couple of sons. The family is suffering the, the, the loss of their, of their daughter. So there's a little bit of grief in this family. They're a working class family in a small town in England. And Kempton Bunton finds himself in this sort of maelstrom of this controversy of whether or not he stole Goya's portrait. That is, it, it sounds like a, some kind of mystery thriller, but it's not. Ultimately, it's a family drama with a lot of comedic elements. Very interesting movie. It, it opens in New York, in LA. On Friday, April 22nd, it's for the, pretty much it's Sony Pictures Classics. So if you're a Sony Pictures Classics kind of person, this is right up your alley. I think the bigger question is if the Duke is worth watching if you're outside that sphere of that indie Sony Pictures classic sphere. I'm going to start with you, Eric Holmes. It was, did the Duke work for you on a broader scale as far as an entertaining film? Well, it started off in a courtroom and right away I was like, oh, this is a movie for me. And then the opening scene happened, and then it said six months earlier. And I said, 
oh, this is not a movie for me. <laughs> uh, but it did maintain, uh, I, I did like the comedic tone. Um, I, I loved all the court stuff at the beginning and at the end. Um, and it's, it had a little bit of, uh, had a little bit of a uh, thievery, uh, thievery in there. And that, that was fun. It, it was a pretty fun movie. Um, yeah. I'd, overall, I'd, 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 I I kind of dig this one. I forgot to mention it, the, the lead character is played by Jim Broadbent, and he he gives a very solid performance as Kempton Bunton. Very, it's sort of a beguiling, charming performance. And I think your enjoyment, my my opinion, your enjoyment of the Duke will really lie on your appreciation of Jim Broadbent's performance as Kempton. Also, what's very surprising for me is Helen Mirren's character. When you think Helen Mirren, you're thinking the Queen, you're thinking of showy performances. Very subdued performance from Helen Mirren. Yes, Eric Holmes. I saw Helen Mirren's name at the credits at then. Who did she play? Because I didn't notice her <laughs> right. in the movie. She yeah, the, she's the wife. She, she's the wife. She's the oh, wife. The good job, Helen Mirren. Good job, Helen I mean, Mirren. She always does great, but like, I'm like, oh, I like the wife character. And then it was like, and then I saw Helen Mirren. I, I didn't even put that together until just now. I was like, oh, Helen Mirren was in that. I should watch it again and figure out who she was. Well, Eric, you enjoyed the movie. You, you thought it was an entertaining piece. Bruce, on the bare minimum, was this a, a worthy watch for you? Was it worth your time watching The Duke? Uh, yes, absolutely. I think so. Um, one of the things I think that is really interesting or fun about it is that it, it's very light t- in tone. And I think that this is one of those movies that look like it might be a heavy period piece when you just kind of see the, you know, the posters or read kind of the, the idea of it. It could be kind of just this heavy period piece. And it's got a period piece uh, elements to it, but the actual interactions are really kind of vibrant and fun. Uh, I think the main thing to kind of know is that Jim Broadbent's character, he's kind of like this um, self appointed Robin Hood like character. And I like how right at the beginning, you kind of get to see at that time, I guess they were, um, you had to pay for a license to watch certain channels on your TV. And that's kind of one of the opening sequences is that the police are coming in because they've, they've tracked down the signals and they know that he's essentially in that day and era pirating the TV. And he's taken the tube out of his TV and he says, nope, I can't receive the BBC, so I'm not breaking the law anymore. So I don't need a license. And then, of course, that shows him coming out of prison after however long they sentenced him, probably a month or something. Uh, and that kind of uh, <laughs> begins his character's arc. You get to see that he is this guy who is constantly coming up with these kind of really like low stakes um you know, rebellious things against the man and to the chagrin of his wife, especially, and his kids kind of play along with it. So it's kind of like a, a lightweight shameless. If you ever watch shameless where they're always into drugs and like crazy stuff, but he's kind of still that kind of that, that dad who just keeps doing crazy things and they can't stop him. Uh, and of course the, the painting becomes a big part of that. And there is a great payoff to the painting that I didn't know about. I'm not going to spoil it other than to say, there's a James Bond element to this that I did not know existed. And I went back and checked and it does exist. And that was pretty incredible. That um, felt anyway. like a lark. Yeah. That felt like, what the heck is this? And it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's some heart in this movie where, where it needs to be, but mostly it's, it's kind of just this, this fun, adventurous, almost adventurous movie, I guess you'd say. Uh, it's, it's very cool. I like his character a ton. I like it quite a bit. You know, it's funny. It's an interesting movie. It feels like on the outset, it feels like a, a low stakes drama, the Duke, and you're wondering, Roger Michelle, why does he, he? This is the guy directed Notting Hill. He directed Changing Lanes. He did my, I think it's called My Cousin Rachel or My Sister Rachel. I forgot that period drama with Rachel Vice. He's done bigger budget projects, and you're thinking, why does he 
like the, these kind of small movies, I think, you know, a lot of his work are, it's very, very intimate. It's an intimate, small, fun comedy. And I think as far as, I think it's, it's kind of a, a worthy watch. Also, what's interesting is the Kempton Bunton character, you were saying to the chagrin of his wife. I also think to the chagrin of the audience, because as an audience member, you get really frustrated with some of his actions, what he's trying to do. And I think hopefully towards the end, you start warming up to the method to his madness. And I think, I, Eric, did you, did you feel that the story progressed when he got to the courtroom? Did you, cause I think Bruce liked it from the outset. Did you warm up to it as the movie progressed? Yeah, it does what uh, a lot of good uh, courtroom. I don't want to say courtroom dramas because it's not really a drama. It's, it's definitely planted firmly in comedy, but, uh, it, it's, you know, it, it sets up, you know, spends the movie setting up everything. And so by the time you get to the uh, courtroom, you know, everything. And that, now it's just a matter of how things are going to play out. And I, I, I thought it was pretty, I mean, the, the courtroom scene was probably a bit unrealistic. I have no idea what the courts are like over in uh, Europe, but, uh, it seemed, it seemed a little uh, would casual, I guess. Yeah. Um. But it it was fun, and yeah, Jim Broadbent's character, uh, he had a he had a bunch of good lines. He was, I mean, his character was supposed to be like a, you know, kind of kind of funny and quick on his feet, and they wrote him just like that, and quite well. And Jim Broadbent pretty much nailed that that charm, I guess. Yeah, it's a charming film. Opening in again in New York, LA, Friday, April twenty second. It's going to have an, a nationwide roll. I will roll out to more theaters and cities in the coming weeks. Eric Holmes, your rating of the Duke? I give this four stars. It was, uh, it was I, I was you know I was going between three and a half four, but I, I think this is a this is a good one. You know, it's it's got a it's got a bunch of different genres in it, and it does them all pretty well. I think. Okay, for me, I give this as well. I give this four stars as well. I think this is a worthy recommend. I was initially like you, like, what is this? This seems a little bit too low stakes. And as the story progressed, I I actually surprisingly liked it a lot more than a three and a half star. Just solid recommend. This is just a little bit more. I said, hey, this might be a little bit of a gem. Okay, so Bruce, your rating on on this film. I am solid four stars as well. I'm right at four stars. I think, I think a lot of people are going to really... So be surprised by this movie. And I think this is the kind of movie you can watch with anybody too. So, yeah, it, my only complaint regarding the Duke is there, there's a little bit of a subtle theme about try to look out for your neighbor and try to be thoughtful. And I, I, I think guys, do you think that, I think that's a little bit horrible. I think you should just look, look out for number one, Bruce, <laughs> Eric, do you, do you agree with me on this or do you, I think, uh, no? I think looking out for your neighbor is a good thing, but uh, what? I'm uh, gonna cut... I, I would expect nothing less from you, Greg. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Can you change I'm your name? that out, Eric. Yes. Yes. You Bruce, need to change yes. your name to, um, Bread Factory Boss. Go ahead and put that on there for you. <laughs> Bread Factory Boss. That is a very excellent, excellent in-joke comment from Bruce Perky. You will know what Bread Factory Boss means if you watch The Duke. And yeah, really wonderful, beautiful movie. That's four stars from all of us. Again, theaters Friday. Hopefully, I'm really excited. I'm glad. This is. I think this is the first time we've actually agreed on a movie, like as far as ratings-wise, in a while. Do, do you guys remember... In, uh, Bruce, Eric, do you remember when we actually agreed and like did a something like this? Um, last week on everything, everywhere. Oh yeah, once. yes, yeah. yes. I think no. You know what? I I gave it four and a half, and you you guys both gave it five. But I'm oh, that's it. right. I'm heartless yeah, bastard. Yeah, you gave it four and a half. But what you really meant to say, and actually, I didn't give it five stars. 
if you remember. I know. You gave it six. I gave it 6.9 stars. 6.9 stars and five stars for Bruce Perky. Bruce Perky, you gave it five stars, and but you you have this special rating. <laughs> you have no, but you have a special rating for classic. Is this almost a five star classic for you? Within as time permits, you think that I I, I would be amazed if it doesn't become a classic probably within a week. But I've been putting googly eyes and everything, so that should tell you something, including my name badge at work. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> How many people at work got your got got your googly eyes reference? Did a lot of people say, "Oh, one, that's kind of, one, one one person." Were you disheartened by the by? The no, I was happy of, that one person got it. I was surprised. <laughs> okay. Glass half full, Bruce Perky. Very love that as well. Now we're on to our our next film. It's a second feature. This is a film by Celine Siama. Celine Siama, you might know her as the writer-director of Portrait of a Lady on Fire, a movie that was critically acclaimed upon its release. I absolutely love, love, love that film. Bruce love, love, loves that film. Eric, I apologize. I forget what your thoughts of Portrait of a Lady on Fire when you I saw have it. not seen it, but I literally just picked it up on Criterion, so I will be I will pick- be checking that out very soon. Wait, you you picked it up on a Criterion flash sale? Is that what, what happened? Or did you go to Entertain Mart? How did you- I went to Portrait? Entertain Mart. I think it was okay. like 20 bucks. 15 okay. bucks it was it was pretty it was really cheap just sitting there and i was like i should fucking watch this and then i watched petite mama and i'm like i'm so glad i picked that up <laughs> okay so oh so wait wait oh you picked it up before watching petite mama I, yeah i picked it up and then on watched petite mama last night and then i will watch portrait of the lady on fire on I, i'll watch it this week for sure Okay, for, Mind okay, even cool. put it on after we get done here. <laughs> okay. Well, Petite Maman, it, again, it's directed by the aforementioned Celine Siama, and it centers on the on Nelly. She's an eight-year-old girl, and she is suffering the loss of her grandmother. She's very close to her grandmother. The movie starts with her, in, I believe, in a nursing home, where she's, you see her say goodbye to several elderly people. You're assuming it's a nursing home, and toward the end, the last door, you realize it. You, you see Nellie, I, I, if I recall, she's talking to her mother. They're getting ready to go and leave the nursing home because the grandmother has passed away. And what happens is Nellie and her mother, they go back to the grandmother's home. The premise of the movie of Petit Maman is the mother and her husband, they have to clear out all of the belongings of the grandmother and clear clear the house because who knows, maybe they'll put it up for sale. The bottom line is they're they're taking all of the grandmother's material items away from the house within within a span of two to three days. Within the span of several days, Nellie discovers another girl out in the woods. The the home of the grandmother is situated right right smack dab in the middle of nature. It's a wooded home and it's really beautiful. It's just just when you, when you think of a back door, I backyard. My backyard over here is very small. It's amazing to see how beautiful the grandmother's backyard is because the the backyard is actually a complete just woodland forest and it it looks gorgeous on the screen. I feel really bad that I watch this on my iPad. This is worth, I guess, watching on the big screen on a visual sense. But when she meets a girl, Nellie meets this girl and it's kind of cool because Nellie is suffering from the loss and she befriends a girl and... They get to hang out and they get to build. She sees a girl actually trying to build a hut in the middle of this area. And it's about their friendship and building that hut and bonding together at a time of grief. What's interesting is visually I was really immersed in this, but I was expecting so much with how much I absolutely love Portrait of a Lady on Fire. It's probably one of my all-time, so it might be a top 20 film for me just based on the subject matter. This movie is 72 minutes, has the same DP, Clermathon, as Portrait of a Lady on Fire, 72 minutes. I was expecting to be set afire with Petite Maman, but I was a little bit indifferent and bored by this film. Just did not work for me. Just, I like the woods, but 
just didn't click. Bruce, did you feel the same way? Was this a kind of a letdown for you, Petit Maman? No, no, I, I really like it a lot. Um, it's different. And I appreciate that. I like it when a director isn't always in the same lane, um, you know, where one movie is this kind of passionate story of longing and, you know, not being able to get something or maybe not want needing to get something. There's a whole bunch of stuff. We won't talk about that movie, but whereas this movie is not that because it's not supposed to be that uh, I really like this movie a lot. I think it's um, to me, it's one of those movies that on paper looks like, Oh, it's just a little girl kind of walking around talking to people. And it, it is kind of that. But it isn't kind of that. I think there's a lot more going on here. Uh, I was going to say at the beginning, I was going to say, hey, if you have a script that involves uh, cleaning out a house of a loved one who's recently passed, I would say go for it because I've seen a couple great ones. In my opinion, this is one. And, you know, we watched Driveways a couple years ago. That's also a great one with a similar kicking off point. And there's some things that happen in this movie that I did not expect. And when it started to unfold what was happening in this movie, I got really interested. And there was an element of mystery and kind of puzzledness going on there that made me think about it in kind of two dimensions, which I quite appreciated that. But I also appreciated that it kept its grounded, very, very personal tone. And also there's just some beautiful small moments in this movie, which is also not too long. You know, there's a, mo a moment with her father, there's several moments with her father that I think are just fantastic. And there's another moment I'm going to say on a lake that has a very unusual thing in the middle of the lake, which really surprised me. And I loved that moment as well. Anyway, I'd like to hear what Eric thinks. I'm, I'm pretty high on this movie. Oh my goodness. Pretty high. Okay. Wow. But in my mind, are you, where do you land Erica as far as indifferent to this movie or were you pretty high on Petit Maman? Um, so I hadn't seen Portrait of the Lady on Fire, so I didn't know what to expect. And then the uh, first 15 minutes went by and I was like, oh, God, it's going to be one of these, isn't it? <laughs> and then the uh, the the little girl was uh, – she was pretty charming. I liked her. I liked all the actors in this, but it, I wasn't quite sure where it was going. And then when it got to the, the point, I guess, of what it is, um, when the girl meets the other girl, and both played by, uh, played by sisters mm -hmm. and – this is their first and only IMDb credit, much like Pim Zam, and they both killed it, much like Pim Zam. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if we're gonna do oh, juice, that Virginia Newcomb Award is people are at their it's throats. filling up, <laughs> yeah. But uh, they, they were fantastic in this, and when it got to the point um, of what the movie was about, and uh, you know, if you want, you can look it up online. Um, we'll talk spoilers once the movie's out. But this this movie, I cannot stop thinking about it. And th this movie's just fantastic. And I had an idea of where this movie was going. And I'm like, we need to see this happen at the end. This has to happen at the end. And then the end comes. And it was a little different than what I was thought it was going to be. And it was better than what I thought it was going to be. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yes. I love this movie so much. I love this movie so much. I told my sister about it. I told uh, Tammy and Kay at work about it. I just want to tell everybody about this. This is like a, this is a movie that I think some people will watch it go, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And other people, it's going to hit you in a certain way. And I think if you have kids, it's going to hit you like really deep, you know, without getting into why. 
Um, this is a sweet movie, though. This is not like there's sad things that happen in it. This is not a bummer at all. You know, so it, if you're worried about, you know, usually you say if you have kids, you're going to feel a certain way. Usually that means and then the kid dies of cancer horribly over, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's nothing like that. It's It's just a really sweet movie. And it moved me emotionally quite a bit. Wow. 72 minutes. Do both of you agree that maybe it's a rewatchable? Maybe you can watch it more than once. Oh, yeah. Yeah, especially the beginning. Um, yeah, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about that in spoilers. I don't I don't want to talk about it here, but you, there's you definitely want to rewatch it again. Yeah, well, so both both you guys are very very so Bruce, it's a high recommend for you, Petit Mama. Yeah, I'm I'm I'd say I'm five stars on this movie. I, I don't think there's anything wrong wow. with this movie. I think it's 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 like the movie equivalent of a poem that works for you, and for me it does. And I can imagine people just putting this on time and time again, even while they're just doing other things, because it's like you're sitting with people that you want to sit with. So I love That's it. It's amazing. I can't believe what. And Eric, do you are you on Bruce's? Yes, I, I would have been probably four and a half because I didn't like that first fifteen minutes, but I went back and rewatched the first fifteen minutes, and it works so much better once you figure out what's going on. Wow, I I have no idea why. Maybe I just completely uh, missed the boat or on Petite Maman because I was completely not even moved by one second of it. Maybe I'm really just a sociopath who lied to Bruce and Eric the last five, ten minutes, and this is one of my all-time favorite movies of all time, but period. Yes. This is a five-star film for me, Petite Maman. One of the reasons why, um, yeah, this is just an emotional film. So, yeah, very, yeah, I, I don't even, whoa. Yeah, um... I'm gonna cut this out. Uh, no, you're not. I, I think I know. I think I know what you're thinking, and I I feel that. One second, let me get a drink of water first. All right. So, without giving too much away, I was uh, I I'm, I cut this like section out because I was a li- really emotional. So I was uh, probably listeners. I was pro- I was uh, tearing up and I cried a little bit. Um, we're back here, um, and I'm gonna actually try to compose myself. The reason why Petite Maman worked for me, and Eric was talking about, we're not gonna give too much away. You can actually watch the trailer, and you can actually listen to the reviews. The reviews will a lot of reviews will they're gonna spoil it for you, and that there's no reason. For you to feel like it's going to be, if you know this, the spoiler, it's going to wreck your cinematic experience. The reason why me and Bruce and, um, you know, all three of us, me, Bruce and Eric decided not to do it. We didn't even talk about this whole spoiler thing. We just went on with the review. I think I, I think we're in accord that saying some of the most obvious plot points here would, we want you as a listener viewer to actually experience everything. You, we want you to discover if you know there's going to be a fork in the road. Well, why don't you just drive yourself and get to that fork? We we don't have to tell you about the fork. It doesn't mean you're not going to enjoy the fork once you get there because we told you. Who knows? Maybe there might be a chance that per Bruce's rating, Bruce's rating has a five-star rating. And then he goes above and beyond the Call of Duty where it's a five-star classic. Who knows? Maybe that make, that'll make you see Petite Maman without us spoiling. You might see it even higher than a classic, right on that level. The reason why I think this movie works, it's a universal, universal story of loss. And what, what would it be like if you could actually connect to different people? And wow, it's, it, it, this one really wrecked me. So yeah, I, you know, okay. So before we get to the recommendations, five years ago, I lost my father and I'd never, um, thought about it and i yeah it's one of those things where 
this will wreck you. This movie will wreck you in a good way. And I, I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend this movie. I apologize for my histrionics, but this is a very human movie, and I think it'll hit people in many different. Um, I love, it. I love you, Greg. I want to give yeah. you all the hugs right now. But do you guys agree that we have proven, it hits on? We have proven, I, dude. Yeah. That 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 thing you're feeling right now, I felt that many times in this movie, and I think yep. that's why this is so special. And yeah. do we all agree? I mean, uh, well. I, I guess Eric hasn't seen Portrait of Lady, which is much more about love uh, and types of love and how do you do or don't get the love you want or need in your life. But this director is working on a different level right now. She's, I mean, I've only seen two movies by her, but at least on personal films, like really tapping into what it means to experience humanity She's really got something special. Okay. And also what's also special, I'm now composed myself just on a cinematic level. Petite Maman, for most of the movie, not going to spoil it for you, most of the movie, movie, the music in Petite Maman is the music of the rustling, rustling of the leaves, Yep, the sound of the footsteps, a door closing, a door opening, just the wind rustling, uh, the, bra- the crunch of the branches, all of these things that you find in exploring as a child it's it's you know also it's one of these movies where i i just can't wait till it's a movie for all ages so if you're a kid who can read and you're okay with subtitles you will start understanding it because there's so many things that the the kids go through as far as emotions and then it's if you're if you're i, I think this is just an all do you guys agree it's kind of a universal movie that it depends yeah. on where you are in your okay yeah cool. yeah well, cuz I, I i think there's some people They'll be in a certain point in their life, and it's just going to be a boring drama to them. Um, there's other people, especially those with kids or a uh, very close family. It's it's going to hit on a different level. Um, and I think I maybe like the the older or uh, depending on what relationships you have with your family. Uh, that's that's pretty much the gauge on where I think this this might hit you. Yeah, I could see it hitting for some kids too, though. Yeah, depending yeah. on how how their lives are going, I can, yeah. I can see hitting for kids. And the one thing I want to kind of accentuate: we we all were hit emotionally by this movie. I think to varying degrees, for whatever reasons, on our own personal lives. But I want to say that I think that the movie isn't like a bummer. Like I don't, you know what I no. mean? Like that's no, not the way this movie comes sweet. across. There's sweet. There's 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 humor in here. There's just wonderful little moments that are just they're not heavy but it's getting at some real stuff and it's doing it in a really delicate and a really intricate way that i think is what makes it special and it's it's just it's someone said being personal and you're putting that personal on film and letting us see it and letting us adapt it to our own lives so and i also want to actually do a disclaimer regarding my just uh being emotional and us being emotional as well eric you you know you we're we're both talking about how it hit us different ways Let, let us be clear this is a fine work of filmmaking so it, when someone breaks down, you're thinking, oh, you know, it's you're thinking about your family, you're thinking about this, and you get emotional, and it's a, a, a palliative. It's like a, it's like a potion, and then you forget about the story later on because it's supposed to manipulate your emotions for that moment. No, this is Petit Maman is a really finely tuned movie that is not saccharine. It's not. It doesn't go for these really big emotions. Uh, you're talking about it's delicate, it's intricate, it's a really well woven 
puzzle of a film that that is that I just I think it's perfect. I think it's a perfect film. Excuse the emotion that I went through. That's part of the movie, but I think the most important thing. Don't don't excuse that, Greg. That's that's what these movies are supposed to do. You're supposed to watch them. It's supposed to elicit that. If art doesn't do that, then what's the point? I, you know, true, very, very true. And I just want, I just want us to really, I, I just want to focus on how, how much of a work of art this. I also never thought. I can't wait till you see Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Eric Holmes. I had no idea that a seventy-two minute film about an eight-year-old girl wandering in the friggin' forest would beat Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I mean, Bruce, I know probably your portrait's right up there with you, but it's hard to. I can, I can They're honestly different. say. They're like I said they're at the very beginning. That's what I said at the very beginning. I appreciate that they're just different and that yeah. she's able to operate on both those levels. And yeah. I'll be really, 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 really curious to see how Eric responds to Portrait of a Lady because now he might be built up too high. But I know uh. that's not <laughs> – but I mean that's not his cup of tea. We know that, right? Like period piece, romantic dramas. I don't <laughs> think that's Eric's thing. So if it works for him, that's going to be a pr- pretty big – you know, I think I think at minimum he's going to like it, but I'll be really interested to see if it actually. Well, I, also, I, I saw this first and uh, the this director, she's she's already on my cool list. So <laughs> I, like if, if the first three hours is boring as hell, I'm like, well, you did petite maman and uh, <laughs> I'll give you as much latitude as you need until I the will, credits roll. We'll see. I, That's great. <laughs> I will say this, though. I will say th- this. I, petite maman was not a film that. I thought Eric Holmes would flip for, but obviously yeah. I'm underrating not just Eric Holmes, but I'm underrating Celine Siama, what she was able to do. Right, Eric? She just kind of flipped your expectations. You came to a fork oh, in the but road. What, what she did was she got into the characters and and um, you understood where the characters were and you understood – like it, it, it does great character work when when a character says a word to them and they react in a certain way. You're like, I knew they would react that way because they they did the they did the work it was a little over an hour long and they didn't waste a lot of time it seemed like they did the first 15 minutes seemed like it did going back on it and like nope you need all that stuff there it's kind of, it's kind of like a ghost story that that beginning of ghost story is tough to get through but then once you get through the whole movie and you go back and watch that beginning it's like nope it needs to be there it, you know it, it, it sucks the first time through but once you get to the end and you go back to it it's like Everything needs to be exactly where it is. And in danger of putting this and making this a long episode, which we already are doing. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just, I'll, it's okay. It's okay. We'll, we'll go past it. Um, I was going to say, the thing that's cool, really cool about it, what you said about Ghost Story, um, once you've seen it, you go back and watch the beginning again and you go like, oh yeah, I need that too. And then in, in my brain, I don't know about your brain, for my brain, a ghost story is a loop now. It doesn't have a beginning or end. It's actually a loop. I think this movie could also be a loop. It, I can imagine yeah. it being a loop. And I think that that is a sign of of really good writing and directing. Because obviously, they're setting things in motion for you you don't know you need. But also, it kind of makes it universal in a weird way, if that makes sense. It's like you could just have it on, I think. It, it's we, weird. Should, I, I feel like you could. Eric, Bruce, can you say one more thing to our, to our listeners? What, what Should they just completely drive you you drove out to see everything everywhere all at once right it's just worth a drive to see bruce i would say if it affected us like this on whatever small screen we watched it on with whatever interruptions we had you should definitely see it in a theater i can imagine a theater you'd be a mess and that's okay yeah i i uh i suggested my sister watch this with me and i also suggested she invite chris over to 
watch it with her, May, and uh, Chris's daughter, Carly. Like th- this is this is good. You talk about family movies. Usually, people talk about family movies. They're talking about dumb cartoons, and you know, th- there there's some good ones in there. This is a family movie. This is a movie you watch with your family. Yeah, very, very and and Eric's gonna be the puppet master watching. Like ah, I saw, I saw Greg and Bruce get emotional. Now I'm gonna see my entire family get emotional. <laughs> that is it for Petite Maman. Again, listeners, we're going to put up our spoiler episode this weekend on Petite Maman. If you want to hear just our discussion and our analysis of, there's a lot to actually analyze. So that might be an interesting 15 minute kind of 20 minute segment with Petite Maman. There's maybe it'll go three and a half hours, <laughs> three and a half, or or who knows, 69 minutes. We'll figure out what's gonna go. This was a good week. Very good week. I, I think everything we watched today was was a fucking banger. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple bangers and like did, everything's worth watching. Check them all out. Yes. My my big recommend recommendation is Petite Maman. If listeners, if you want to make, make me cry even more, just uh, email us or call in and, and or call them. Email us and tell us you you still haven't seen it. I might still continue to continue to shed tears at the lack of humanity at you not deciding to see Petite Maman. Final thoughts from Bruce Perky. I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. Bye. We'll see you next week here on Find Your Film. Bye.